You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. All right, man, it has not been that long. Uh, if you joined us yesterday for the draft coverage, just want to say thank you. Welcome to the 49ers Rush Podcast. And this is going to be an interesting, different type of podcast today because here's the deal. I understand the NFL draft's going on. I understand that the 49ers made two draft picks in Javon Kinlaw and Brandon Ayuk. But I promised you guys to get you an episode out early today. Uh, it was a long night. Today is just, this episode is just Javon Kinlaw. Okay, probably not going to be a lot of question and answer. Uh, if you have some questions you want to tag me in, though, that's fine. I've got six pages of notes. I've got two full game films, cut-ups done that I want to share with you guys. So we're going to jump into some game film as well. And so I want everything that we do today. This is all about Javon Kinlaw. Uh, that is what we are working with today. And, you know, the 49ers, it's been really interesting. You know, you trade back <laughs> one spot from 13 to 14, and you take this guy. And who is Javon Kinlaw exactly? That's what we're going to find out today. We're going to go through background, game film, um, scheme fit, awards, uh, grades, family, all this stuff. I mean, it's been very well documented exactly what he has brought, um, what he has come from. Javon Kinlaw, this is an amazing story. I mean, Hollywood couldn't write it any better himself. And so uh, let's just jump right into it. And I, I want to start off by saying this. You know, I, I feel like John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan talked about him. And we knew right off the bat. John Lynch said that they had six players that they were willing to take in the first round. And if not, they were going to trade back. Um, they theoretically got both two of their six, Javon Kinlaw and Brandon Ayuk. And so the quote that John Lynch, he said this, you know, I was down there. This is a quote from John Lynch. I was down there at the Senior Bowl, and he went and absolutely decimated folks down there. And he's talking about the one-on-ones because here's the deal with Javon Kinlong. This, I think this shows uh, the reason why he was picked and some of the question marks of the fans because he did go to the Senior Bowl, but he didn't play in the game. Javon Kinlaw couldn't play in the game because his knee started acting up and they discovered some knee tendonitis in there. And so he never played in the game. We just saw him in the drills in which nobody could block him. He he was the best player that was there. And there's, there's no question about this. You know, Todd McShay, 
who you can like them or not like them or whatever. It doesn't really matter. But you look at what you know Todd McShay said about him, and <laughs> he said that it didn't take long. Within the very first day, you knew he was the best player down there in Mobile. The best player. Not the best defensive lineman. Not the best defender. Not the best off. The best player. Um, and I think that's the kind of takeaway that you can get with Javon Kinlaw. The highest ceiling imaginable because of his athletic profile, which we'll go through in some player comparisons. But also, guess what? There are some major concerns slash, I don't want to call them red flags, but there are some concerns. The knee issue, that's an issue. Um, and I think the more we talk about this player and get to know who he is on and off the field, what he brings, I've got uh, about five different quotes from him as well, that really help you understand who this prospect is. And I love the kid. I love the kid. He was the 16th player on my big board. We took him at 14, so that fits. It was a position of need. Trade away to Forrest Buckner. Yeah, you get a young defensive tackle that's going to create a lot of disruption like Buckner is. Now, make no mistake. Javon Kinlaw is not DeForest Buckner. The only place that I rated Javon Kinlaw higher than DeForest Buckner was at violence and anger. <laughs> That's it. Um, whenever he tackles somebody, everybody feels it. Now, I'm not to say DeForest Buckner isn't violent or angry, but whenever you put the two plays side by side, uh, Buckner probably wins everywhere except for the finish and violence. Javon Kinlaw does not miss tackles. He never did. And, you know... Here's another thing that I think is important, just looking from the NFL talent and kind of the way players see everything. Again, we're going to be jumping into film soon, so hold tight, hold tight. But if you watched Von Miller, this video's kind of gone viral. He was filming himself during the draft. Von Miller plays for the Denver Broncos, and they were picking at 15, right behind um, the 49ers after they traded back. And as soon as Roger Goodell said that, you know, 49ers select Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle, uh, South Carolina, Von Miller lost it. And he starts screaming. If you haven't watched this, type in Von Miller, Javon Kinlaw to pull up on Twitter. He starts screaming, they're greedy. They're greedy. That's my man. That's who I wanted. And so whenever you look at just the scheme fit for the 49ers, this makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense because here's the deal. The 49ers have already shown everybody the system to get to the Super Bowl and the rest of the NFL is just not copying and pasting. Five of the last six round picks have been defensive linemen. <laughs> you lose a defensive lineman who goes against $21 million. Guess what? You bring in a cheaper, younger version. Um, again, he's not DeForest Buckner. you got to get those expectations out of your head. But it, whenever you have guys like Von Miller, who's one of the best edge players to ever play in the NFL level, um, he wanted this guy. Why would Von Miller want Javon Kinlaw? That's what we're going to get in today. Okay, so um, as we talk through uh, the background here, I want to transition now and let's go through some film. Now, here's the deal. I, you know, I've got two games that I want to talk through, and let's go through Alabama's film first. So again, if you're if you're listening to traditional podcast platforms and you can't see the film, that's okay. Um, you can go back to YouTube if you want to catch these. And again, these don't have any sound or whatever on there. I got these done late last night. Went to bed about 2, woke up just after 5, so I've been crunching some tape. Got a lot more to go. But before the draft started back up in the second day 2, I wanted to get this out. Now, the goal is, after this podcast, 
go back to the grind. <laughs> I've got a lot of background notes on Brandon Ayuk, and I'm hoping to get another one of these done today right before the draft starts at 4 p.m. Um, Pacific time. So I've got about three hours to get that done after this. But if you want to see the film, that's what you got to do. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, John Chapman. Just type in 40 Hours Rush Podcast. It'll pull up. And, of course, Patreon members, they already have this video, and they've got a lot more coming. If you haven't joined Patreon yet, this is the best time. It's $8 a month. Uh, just type in patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast, and then um, what's it called? Uh, subscribe to the Frank Gortier. You get everything I have ever done. It unlocks everything. I think there's over over 100 videos on there. Uh, anyway, so if you get, you get bored, you want to go through a 49ers film dive, I got you covered. <laughs> anyway, background. Let's do this. And as this film goes, um, you can kind of see how he played. Now, he got way better as the year went on. Uh, and, you know, issues that we have, playing shape, that's a problem. Um, his motor is exceptional. The problem is he doesn't have it on all the time. Now, he's 22 years old. He was born October 3rd, 1997. His mother immigrated to the United States to Washington, D.C. is where she first moved to from Trinidad and Tobago. So, uh, you know, young immigrant family comes over with his mother and two siblings. They live in Washington, D.C., and it's not a pretty story whatsoever. The mother tried, again, with three kids, single mom, working construction. She did drywall work, working construction in Washington, D.C., trying to get whatever job she could, and it didn't go well. Um, they eventually moved into a friend's basement, which was actually a move up because they were homeless for a long time before that. Um, and this is where they stayed for the longest period of, uh, you, you know, Javon Kinlaw's kind of childhood. And what happened was they didn't have any running water down there, no electricity, no heat, literally just an unfinished basement. They would have to fill up water, heat it up with a gas stove, then mix it with cold water to take baths. Um, and again, Washington, D.C. gets very, very cold. And during winters, he and his siblings would just go sit on the train um, just to stay warm. Because their toes hurt staying at home, so they would just go get on the train and just ride the train and not get off. Um, he said sometimes from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., we would be on the train just so we could stay warm during those times. Now, his freshman year in high school, his mother decides to send him to go live with his dad in South Carolina, who at that time was much better off than she was, and she thought he could get into a better situation. It was a very good neighborhood, um, and so he transfers uh, freshman year to Goose Creek High School in South Carolina. He doesn't even play football his freshman year. He didn't start playing until sophomore year. So you talk about a player who has all the physical sets, and you see it in film. He's playing against Alabama here. He's playing against the best. And he he's <laughs> by far one of the best players on the, the field, every single play that he's out there. Alabama game was great. Missouri game was great. Clemson struggled a little bit. North Carolina, which we're going to see here in a second, struggled. Uh, that was an early game. He got better as the year went on. Now, again, sophomore, first time he ever played, and right off the bat, it was really, really good. If you follow me on Twitter, I just put up a couple high school highlights, uh, did a deep dive and found some stuff on the dark webs. <laughs> but um, it was obvious he didn't belong out there. It looks like he's playing against middle school kids. Now, moves in with his dad as a freshman. Immediately, sophomore year, he gets involved with the football team and kind of finds his new place. Problem is... Uh, he has some issues with his dad still, uh, drinking, alcoholism, those have been cited. And again, the only reason why we know these things, and one of the things that makes Javon Kinlaw so damn special, 
is this is a story he wants people to learn from, and we're going to learn a little bit more about him. This is not, Javon Kinlaw's story is not about Javon Kinlaw anymore. It's about others, and it's about his daughter. And whenever you hear him talk, he's not the most vocal person that's just going to jump out there and share, um, you know, brag about himself or even talk about himself. He's going to talk about others. And you're going to hear this with the quote uh, quotes that I have from him later on down the road. And so, as you know, these are disturbing stuff. It's not fun. But this is who he is. He's a person who had to overcome so many issues to get where he is. So he moves out while in high school. He moves out of his dad's place because they're just it's not working out. And he just bounces around house to house with teammates um, all through high school. So you got to imagine once he finally realizes how great he is at football, so did colleges. Alabama, USC, South Carolina all offered him. Okay, so he got a lot of scholarships and he was super excited about this. But guess what? You got to imagine a kid that's been homeless and missing a lot of school. His grades were not up to par and attendance issues were huge. South Carolina talks to him and says, look, we have a scholarship for you, but you're not going to qualify through the clearinghouse that NCAA is. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to go through a junior college, a GED program, and finish that way. So he has to take a year off. He goes to Jones County Junior College to get his GED. And this is funny. This is the quote uh, from Javon Kinlaw. Uh, They didn't really have to talk me into it. I was homeless at the time. (laughs) This is an interview from 2018 that he did with ESPN. Back to the quote. When coach said uh, Mississippi, I really didn't know (laughs) what I was doing or where I was going. But free food? Free bed, why not, end quote. And so this is a guy, yeah, he wants to go to college. He wants to play football, but his priorities are not NFL. His priorities are not SEC football. His priorities are none of those things. His priority is food, bed, (laughs) and free. That's it. Um, and so you've really got to, it's easy to look at somebody, you know, and I follow high school recruiting pretty close from the state of Texas. You know, I don't do a lot of sec stuff, but you look at these kids that come out and you, you see this guy, that's just a physical freak out there. And you say, man, how come he can't get his grades together? But then once you dive deeper and you see the stuff that this kid is going through, um, skipping meals, he's six six two, uh, you know, two seventy. Um, whenever he graduated high school, now he blew up in the year that he went to this junior college, but he did very very well. Um, you know, he he got his grades together. He became academically eligible. He transfers to South Carolina. They they honor their scholarship, which is great. Um, but he shows up huge. He shows up huge. Three forty five. Um, they wanted him to get down to 300 pounds. He dropped from 345 to 305 um, his very first year. So I guess his sophomore year in college, he played three years at South Carolina. Now, this is a quote from his defensive line coach at South Carolina. Um, you know, he, he goes he goes through John Scott Jr. is his name. There are not many 6'6", 300-pound guys who have his athleticism. He's strong. He's got something only God can give you, extremely long arms. His wingspan, it's its crazy. 49ers, both the draft picks. I don't want to get into Brandon Ayuk right now, but uh, they value arm span. Um, anyway, extremely long arms. Back to the quote. He can separate off blockers. Quick titch, uh, quick twitch. Sorry about that. If you had to draw the upper body, if you had to draw the body type for the NFL, this guy is it, end quote. Um, he went on to say, Javon makes you smile as a coach. He's physical. He's a tough-minded guy. I like the way he practices. He practices hard. 
He came into camp in shape, so he's moving along very well. This was at the beginning of the 2019 season, um, end quote. Now, this is something that's going to be monitored, whether it's a concern or whatever. Playing shape is important for Javon Kinlaw. Both years, his best film are in the second half of the season. Both years, his worst film, first half of the season. This game we're watching right now, Alabama, second half of the season. Um, awesome sack right there on Tua. That was awesome. Uh, but So you have this guy that's going to need to be monitored, and he's going to benefit very, very much from having professional uh, meal <laughs> and finances and all that stuff and stability. Uh, and so that is key. Now, he started 34 games while at South Carolina, blocked three kicks. Again, talk about length. Um, he's a four-down player. He's not a three-down player. So he's a guy that will play some special teams, um, especially extra point, and probably punt as well. Uh, you might want to get him off on some of the punt plays, but he could play on punt right through the middle and just bull rush and get his hands up. Um now, one of my favorite uh, things kind of about him is his game versus Georgia, which I didn't cut up all the clips on there yet, but it was a fun watch. He played 95 defensive snaps versus Georgia. Now, if you don't know much about Will Muschamp and the coach at South Carolina, they call him Coach Boom. Um, he was the coach in waiting for the Longhorns, so I know quite a bit about him. Back when Mac Brown uh, retired, he was supposed to take over, but he left a year early, whatever. Um, Coach Boom is probably the meanest. He's Bobby Knight on the football field, okay? Um, so they're playing against Georgia, and they try to pull um, Javon Kinlaw out of the game. <laughs> and uh, Javon Kinlaw walks up to the coach on the sideline, the head coach, the meanest coach. You're talking again. Uh, he, he's a mean dude, okay? And he says, the hell with y'all, and went back into the game on his own. And Muschamp said, well, you got to let him play then. <laughs> um, he's, he's a competitor. This guy is fierce. Now, you kind of have to protect him from himself because whenever he gets tired, his film gets really, really bad. His highlights are amazing. You're going to see several effort plays with him to where he's just going to shoot through the gap. He's going to run 40 yards downfield. He's going to chase screens. He's going to do all that. Then you'll see about three plays where he just great initial contact, and he'll get too tall because he's tired, and look, and his feet and his hands stop. Now, with the 49ers, he's never going to take 95 snaps. And again, you want to look back at DeForest Buckner and Javon Kinlaw, probably one of the biggest discrepancies between the two. DeForest Buckner is the Iron Man of the NFL at the defensive tackle position. Um, he is always in the top five uh, for total snaps. That's not going to be Javon Kinlaw. Okay, he is not, especially fresh or rookie year. He is not going to be a guy that's going to be getting 60 to 70 snaps. No. Um, he is a guy that's probably going to be getting 40 to 45 snaps, and it's going to be up to the coaching staff to make sure he is fresh, especially early on. Because, again, we've seen it re repeatedly. End of the year, great. Beginning of the year, suspect. Okay. Um, so, anyway, another thing that Muschamp said about him is he watched more film than any defensive lineman on the team and that he would show up on Mondays and tell the coach about which matchups they could exploit. And this is a microcosm, okay? This is one of those things. Defensive line coach talked about practice several times. Head coach talks about film several times. Uh, go to the senior bowl. Just He just played in the practices. Proved everybody he was the best player there. This is a guy that gets it off the field. And once we get into some of his quotes, I think it's going to make really, really good sense. Um 
Now, uh, his major was interdisciplinary studies, uh, which is a little bit of everything. But here's something that's very special. You know, you go from somebody that's not academically eligible to coming out of high school to guess what? He graduated early. He graduated in December three and a half years in um, because he changed his behavior and he started to take things so seriously academically that he won the Dr. Harris, I can't, I'm going to, Pastides Outstanding Student Award in 2019. So you go from a guy that can barely graduate high school and go to class to graduating early at the college level, um, you're constantly seeing this changing of trajectory. Um, which, which you gotta love awards that he's piled up. He's got a bunch of them. First off 2017, uh, South Carolina gives out a nutrition award. Whoever changes their body the most and improves what they have. Guess what? Dude lost 40 pounds in one year. So he won that 2018 first year as a full starter. First year as a full starter, uh, he went to the Co-Joe Morrison uh, Award, which is the MVP of the team's defense. So he split that in 2018. Then he wins it outright in 2019. That's voted on by the players. 2019, Tenacity Award, somebody that went after it. 2019, Unselfish Teammate Award, voted on by his peers, a guy that cares about other people. First team All-SEC, first team All-American. Um and that's, you know, with people that like Donald, uh, like Derek Brown that are out there, like um, Jordan Elliott, you, uh, Matabuke, all these different tackles all across the country. This guy, first team all SEC and first team all American over all those guys. Now, whenever we look at his athletic profile, what he has, the problem is he didn't test a lot. So we didn't get to see him test at the combine because of this knee issue. Um, but the, the measurements that we did get, <laughs> um, we, we got, we got a lot of stuff. First off his wingspan, 83 and three quarters inch, um, wingspan. Um, he is a quarter of an inch shy of a seven foot wingspan. So you're talking about a guy that if you want to try to run around him, um, again, he doesn't miss tackles. You don't see it. You don't see it. <laughs> if he gets his paws on you, you're going down. Uh, we talked about how he lost weight. Uh, football shape's going to be a concern. Now, if you go to Mock Draftable and mockdraftable.com, it's a really fun website. You put some players in there. It just puts their combine information in there and compares them to other players um, statistically. Now, he only did four things at the combine. Height, weight, arm length, hands. Okay. Now, just based off of those four measurements, these are the top five player comps for him. It doesn't measure speed uh, because he didn't do those things. doesn't me measure bench press, whatever. Just those measurements. Leonard Williams, Carlos Watkins, Cameron Haywood. Those are the good ones. The bad ones, Stephen Tewitt, Malik McDowell. Malik McDowell should raise a red flag on everybody's board. He was drafted in the second round by the Seattle Seahawks. He never played it down. Um, I don't think that we're going to have that issue with Javon Kinlaw, but it does show you just that he is so explosive, and he matches the athletic. Best case scenarios, Cameron Haywood. Um, Leonard Williams is going to be all right. Carlos Watkins is going to be all right. But um, the knee tendonitis 
that's something that's that's interesting to say the least. Um, now let's switch over to the next game film, and this is going to be North Carolina. Uh, not as good a film. I want to be honest with you. Really not as good as film. But he played way too much. He, he played too many snaps in this game, and it's going to show. Now, it's not a bad game, but if you just watch this game film, you're you're not saying, you're not seeing, you know, first-round pick. Um, but I'll allow you to speak for yourself. You'll see him there, number three. Now, um, let's get into just a little bit of the quotes, and I love this from him, okay? My favorite quote that he ever said. Uh, that I've heard so far. I love looking a man in the eyes and him knowing he can't stop you. <laughs> Anytime he has a bad play, one of my favorite things about Javon Kinlaw, let's just say he gets cut or he falls on the ground, which he does too often. His weight gets way over his heels. We'll talk about that in a second. But the very next play, he has an ax to grind and he fires out and knocks the old lineman in the chest. And you'll see it several different times. Even in the fourth quarter of games, the old linemen are surprised at his first step. His first step in explosiveness, he plays behind his pads, not under them. That shows he is great for the first two steps every single play, even when he is tired. However, when he gets tired, step three, stands straight up, starts to look and peek, um, complacent with being blocked, tries to paw, you know, pass breakups, things like that. A lot of bad practices in there. But again, super, super raw. And now we go to the next quote. This is Javon Kinlaw. I haven't even scratched the surface to my pass rush. A lot of the items, uh, a lot of the times, I'd be out there just bull rushing, just walking guys back. So once I get the right coaching, the sky is the limit. That's Javon Kinlaw. That's what he said. Once I get the right coaching, the sky is the limit. Well, welcome Chris Kucerich. Because guess what, man? You're about to get the best D-line coach, one of the best D-line coaches in the entire NFL. And on top of that, you're watching all these films. Guess what? He is getting double teamed way more often than not. It's very, very rare you see him go against one person and not a chip block. Guess what? In the NFL with the 49ers, teams aren't double teaming Kinlaw. I promise you that. He's going to get one-on-one matchups. Um, so really, really excited about that. Um, also just talking about maturity. He does have a daughter, um, who's not even one years old yet. Her name is Eden Amara. Um, and his quote about becoming a father, it helped me become more mature on and off the field. And I love this quote, especially as a parent, I just want her to have a fun childhood and not worry about things. She shouldn't have to be worrying about as a kid. This is who he is. He, he never has spoken anything <laughs> about riches or any of that stuff. He said, um, I just want a house that I could live with a bed <laughs> and take care of my family. That's it. Uh, I don't care about the buddy. That's not what he, he's about. Um, and he even went on to say that he has big plans to build homeless shelters with his newfound money. He wants to give back. That's who this guy is. He wants to be a good parent. He wants to provide for his family, and he wants to build homeless shelters. What the hell? How often do we hear stuff like that from a rookie who's 22 years old and just got drafted in the first round? Um, very, very easy to root for this kid. Um, just an awesome dude. Now, another favorite quote that I had from him is uh, whenever asked about playing with the 49ers D-line, this is what he said. I'm going to be, quote, I am going to be like a mosquito sucking up all that knowledge from the 49ers D-line. 
when asked why he wants to play with them, he said, quote, they play the right way, they win, and I just want to be a part of that, end quote. The guy's saying all the right things. Um, and whenever you watch the interviews and you watch him respond, he's not one of those guys that you think is, you know, press conference, going to be putting on a show. No, this dude is the definition of authentic. Uh, and if you saw whenever he got drafted, which was really, really cool, um, once he announced to his family he was picked by the 49ers, his dad was sitting on the couch, rolled on the floor. Uh, but he is, his dad's a huge 49ers fan, uh, which I thought was really, really cool as well. Um, so now be here's the thing. Here's what's fun. Um, hopefully you guys are enjoying this podcast. We're, what, 27 minutes in. I haven't even gone through my film notes yet. <laughs> so uh, we still got some more time here. Hopefully you're enjoying this. But before we get to, man, the second half of this, the pros and cons of what his film brings, uh, we got to take a second just to thank our sponsor, betonline.ag. And here's the deal. You know, there's no live sports. We have the draft, which is great, but there's no NBA, NHL, MLB, all that stuff. But there's still stuff to bet on. BetOnline.ag still has hundreds of events, games, props to wager on, casino, poker, blackjack. Uh, they'll bring Vegas to you. Now, you're missing the NFL. That's okay. Head over there, BetOnline.ag. They have daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. Um, Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, whatever. 24 hours a day. It's all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today. Receive your welcome bonus. Again, BLUEWIRE, that's one word, blue like the color wire. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering solution. Had to take a sip of my coffee. Went from tequila last night to coffee in the morning. Um, that, that just seems to be the way things are now. Um, but anyway, again, really do appreciate everybody that's joining us, whether that's YouTube, Hot Mic, um, Periscope, traditional podcast stuff. Uh, I can't say this enough. The draft is my thing. I don't know if you guys could tell. Uh, very passionate. Very, I love this stuff. And I, I, I wish we had a week before round two because I'm not doing Javon Kinlaw justice. Uh, I want to do more. And there will be more, uh, especially on the Patreon page. And again, Brandon Ayuk, I'll be back later today with another one of these bad boys talking about him. So please stay tuned for those things. Now, let's get into the film. And I, there's no way I can go through all my notes here. It's too much. But let, let's talk through a lot of the things that I hit on. The very first thing that shows up, strength. <laughs> strength, explosiveness, and first step. I've gone through six pure game films of him, and I, I saw him get knocked back one time, once, in six games. It was a double team, um, and he was tired, and he went too high. So I've seen him get pushed back one time. He lives in the opposing offense's backfield. Uh, he is the definition of a penetrating bull rusher. And what we mean by bull rusher, again, plays behind his pads, not under him. Now, he does... As the play develops, as we said, uh, he plays too high. That's a major concern that he's going to have to get coached out of. But his bull rush move is stupid. If he gets a one-on-one -on -one matchup, which is very rare, as you guys are seeing in these two games, uh, watch out. Uh, and he's going to have four or five plays a game, and it doesn't matter if they're NFL quality, guard, centers, whatever, he's punching them in the damn face. And, again, the surprised, just you, you see the contact and you see the guard's head pop up because they just get jolted um he, he's explosive now 
Weight gets out of his frame. As I said, at 6'5", you can't do that. And because of that, he is on the ground way too often. This North Carolina game, I counted him on the ground seven times, not like diving for tackles, but like away from the tackle. That's too much. Um, expect, uh, you don't want to be on the ground. That's a negative thing for offense and defensive linemen. And as I watch any um, O-line or D-lineman, um, I have a separate tally as I go through the film, and I just, it's OTG on the ground. Um, every time they fall down, I count one. Now, if they pancake somebody and go over the top of them, you don't count that. If they die for a tackle, you don't count that. But whenever they're just getting tangled up and falling to the ground away from the ball, that's a huge negative, okay? And that's a major concern for him because when you're 6'5", you've got to keep your balance. And he loses that uh, way too often. That's a problem. Um, he watches too much after a stalemate. You're not going to win every single snap in the NFL. And he didn't win every single snap in college. Um, nobody does. But sometimes whenever... He, he fires off and hits the guard or the center, and again, he played mostly in the A gap, A and B gap. He had 201 snaps lined up in the A gap last year and exactly 400 in the B gap. I don't think he's going to be playing a lot of A gap for the 49ers. I think he's going to fit into that three-tech, the DeForest Buckner role, uh, day one, but... He can play over the center, but I think he's best against a guard. Um, I think that's kind of, and maybe even a five tech, but I just want him exclusively in that three tech, especially as a you know a rookie. There's no reason to to move him around so much. He might be smart, whatever. I don't care. Let him get comfortable, and the place that he's going to be most successful is definitely going to be in that B gap. Now. His hand use is so good sometimes. It's the best thing. And you, you look at all the different scouting reports out there by all the different, uh, you know, NFL draft platforms, whatever. And some will say amazing hands, and some will say needs to work on his hands. And they're both right because he does not have a diversified portfolio of pass rush moves. He doesn't. But sometimes you'll see him swim. Sometimes you'll see him stack and shed, which I think is his best move because whenever he extends his arms, he bench presses the lineman on the regular. But the problem is when he's tired, he'll keep his arms to the side and just be happy with being blocked. These are the things that have to be coached out of him. And if he can get that consistency built up with his game, which you see the highlights, you see the film, you see how consistently – He's pushing people back. He just needs that extra seasoning. Um, violence, <laughs> again, as I said, this is the one thing that he has over DeForest Buckner and Spades. Uh, I think that's about it, though. Uh, power, bench press is elite. Textbook explosion after the first step, and then after that it gets worse and worse and worse. Third step, almost every single play, he his hat is above the offensive lineman, which is a negative. Um He's at his best when he's, you know, striking, and he's at his worst whenever he's standing up looking. You got to stop him from looking. Uh, whenever he gets tired, he just thinks he can put his paws up there and bat the ball down. You got to coach that out of him. Uh, I know some people do that, J.J. Watt and Chris Jones. Um, and he does have tis, 10 passes defensed in three years, but that's an extra benefit. You don't want to rely on that like he does currently, and I think that's a problem. Um his get-off is a problem for all offensive linemen. Um, again, he catches them off guard so often. It's so great. Does not miss tackles. Now, if we look at just some analytics to help kind of wrap up what it is that he does, um, he is in the top tier of there's three or four categories that pro football focus grades, okay? Um, 
Now, pro football focus, you have to take with a grain of salt, but one of the things that they do better than anybody else is they grade every single play. So consistency is important here. Um, and also, I will say this, pro football focus has him graded as the number one defensive tackle in this class by a very large margin over Derek Brown. Personally, I like Derek Brown more, but I understand why um, pro football focus and the 49ers like this cat more. Uh, pass rush, he's an upgrade. Disruptor, he's an upgrade. Um, you know, he's not as great in the run game as Derek Brown, but pass game, he is way better. So his grades, 90.7 pass rush grade. That's elite. Okay. Anything in the nineties is elite. Um, anything in the eighties is a quality starter, 70 average starter, anything below that, whatever. So 90.7 pass rush grade. That's elite. Second best in the country behind only Jordan Elliott. That's what that's who this guy is. 80.4 run stop grade. So in the run game, uh, his kind of best attribute is taking up double teams. He, he, he can move and go down the line and chase down, you know, backside cuts and things like that. But that's not why you drafted him. He's not going to cost you in the run game. He's not going to be somebody that's going to excel. But I will say this. He does add weight, which the 49ers don't have. Before this, DJ Jones and Julian Edelman, uh, Ju- Julian Edelman, Julian Taylor were the only two defensive linemen over 300 pounds. Um, you know, DeForest Buckner was under, uh, or right at, depending on the game, but he was right at 300 pounds. Well, Kinlaw's going to play north of 300 pounds. Um, that, that's just the way that this is going to be. So, very good run game. Uh, he's not, again, he doesn't get blown off the ball. You talk, you look, talk about Sheldon Day and Solomon Thomas and the reason why they won't be good replacements for DeForest Buckner. They get blown off the ball every other play. Um, they get washed down, and there's that huge hole in the middle. That will never happen with this guy. Is he going to have a lot of tackles for losses and solo run stops? No. But Fred Warner, <laughs> Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw love this kid more than anybody. Nick Bosa loves this kid more than anybody. Dre, uh, D. Ford, Eric Armstead, all of them, their play will get better because of him, because he's not going to get pushed around. So the gap integrity defense that Robert Sala likes to use in the front seven, guess what? That got a bolster today. Um, that is huge. Now, third down grade, 82.0 again, above average. Not the best ever, but uh, still good. And an 18.1 pass rush percentage win rate. That means... One out of every five pass rushes, he beats his guy. That's very, very good. Again, second best in uh, all of college football. 4.8% run stop rate, that is low. Okay, so basically if he beats his blocker and can take the guy down, uh, he can be juked out, things like that. He doesn't miss tackles once he gets his paws on you, but he's not the guy that's going to be out there. He's not a run stuffer. Um, so that's kind of where we're at with that. Uh, man, this is fun. I, I really hope uh, you guys kind of enjoyed this and, you know, just trying to get as much information, film, uh, consistency. Uh, go watch the highlights and they're fun. I watch them too. And, and that's going to get you pumped up. But the game film is key. Okay. Game film tells you exactly who he is. Uh, really excited to have this kid out on the 49ers. And I want to leave you guys with this quote. Again, I'll be back with Brandon Ayuk uh, <laughs> later on. But here's the quote This is a scout's quote of, again, anonymous scout. You can do with this what you want, but I agree with it to a T. Kinlaw's blend of size, length, explosiveness, and production is a tried-and-true winning formula when projecting to the NFL. Uh, 
No one is a sure thing in the NFL draft, but Ken Law is a very low-risk proposition, end quote. The only issues you have, weight, shape, knee tendonitis. Th- those are the issues and big reason why he was there at 16 or 14. But the sky is the limit for this kid. I couldn't be happier to cheer for him. I can't be happier to tell the story to my kids and for them to have somebody to pull for on and off the field. Um, it's awesome. It is, it's great. So really, really love the addition. I, I love the pick. And I'll be back, man, hopefully here in about three and a half hours, uh, right before the NFL draft starts day two, talking about Brandon Ayuk. So thank you guys as always. Stay strong, faithful, and we will be back soon. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.